What radio? The music you want. With your host, he's Dan. Wow, the infamous? Infamous? RadioWhat.com What's up, party people? It's Keys Dan with RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com, coming to you live and in living color from the Radio What Studios. And this is my podcast, What Makes You Famous? It's an extension of the RadioWhat.com internet radio station that I've been running for quite some time. And if you need DJ services, where do you go? DJLittleRock.com. Check availability and get a free price quotes, and maybe you can have me at your next event. All kinds of events. You know, the weddings, the parties, the birthdays, the anniversaries, the corporate events, the video dance party, karaoke jams. Yeah, I do it all. I like it. And I become a part of your show. Thank you. I I am honored to entertain you. Speaking of entertaining, I have Rich from the Not Suitable for Adults podcast. He'll be on in the next few minutes. So stick around for that. I think you're going to have a good time listening to Rich. This week's shows, I see I have one public show this week, my regular Friday night gig. It's the Rab in Conway, Arkansas. So if you're in the area, come on out. It's the video dance party karaoke jam at the Rab. Always a good time. So much fun. Yes, we, we have precautions. Bring a mask with you. Wear it on the way in. Wear it while you're walking around. But while you're seated, You can pull it down a little bit, have your drinky drinks, eat some food, the full bar, the kitchen's open. They have pool tables, pool tournament going on every Friday night. So if you want to make some money while you're waiting to sing a song, you can join the pool tournament at the Rab in Conway, Arkansas. That starts at 8 p.m. on Friday nights. All right, let's get into it with Rich from Not Suitable for Adults. I'm so excited to talk to Rich and you should be excited to get to listen to Rich. The conversation's coming up pretty soon. Okay, Um, I'm going to get him on Skype. So if you're listening to the audio version of this, I encourage you to check out the video version so you can see his pretty face. He'll be right next to mine. Uh, Check out my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash user forward slash keys, Dan, or just go to YouTube and look up radiowhat.com. All right, that's enough intro. Let's get into it with Rich from Not Suitable for Adults, Skyping Rich now (laughs) (laughs) just like that it's good hey i don't even know what to call you yeah my name's rich Rich. Okay. I've only heard snippets of your podcast and uh, it, it's, it's a uh, well-planned, well thought out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got rich from not suitable for adults podcast. Uh, tell, tell the people a little bit more about who you are. Yeah. So, uh, I host this podcast with my wife, Natalie. Uh, the show's called not suitable for adults and we review, uh, kids, TV shows and movies. Uh, from the perspective of whether we like them for ourselves or not. And if our kid likes them too, then that's just bonus points. You know, that is one thing that I look for when I have a 14-year-old. And yes, I've grown up with her. And and, and watching her cartoons, they always like to sl- – the, the best cartoons to me are the ones that like to slip in those little jokes just for the mm-hmm. adults. And I'm sure that that's what you're talking about. And so what 
what do you feel are, are the, well, do you have children? Yeah. So we have one daughter. She's four years old. Okay. So what are you watching with her that you're able to put up with? I, I would say our favorite show that she watches currently is called Bluey. Uh, you can find that on Disney plus it's, it actually is originally an Australian uh, children's show, but it is phenomenal. It's got exactly what you're talking about. Those parent moments uh, where the parents give each other significant looks at each other. And we're me and Natalie look at each other like, yeah, we know that. <laughs> yeah. Those little references. Then, how, how old are you? Uh, I am. How old am I? I'm 34. I'm 40. I'm 51. So, you know, okay. I grew up in the eighties. That's my, my heyday. So 34 would put you what in the, in the early two thousands, maybe mid two thousands or when you I'm went sorry, to high school, what? when you went to high oh, yeah. school or like I graduated, I graduated high school in 2004, 2004. So that would yeah. be your days, your, your references, you know, whatever movies, whatever music was going on at that time. Uh, those yeah. would be the, the pop culture references that you would probably hold closest to your heart. And then of course, the ones that your mom listened to, uh, you know, and I guess, I guess that would put her 20 years before that, maybe in the seventies or, or the eighties, your mom was listening to that kind of stuff, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. So you have, you have that uh, pop culture reference and then you have the one that you grew up with. I, I find that when I'm DJing at parties, I always, when I, when I have a, a guest of honor, I will say, Hey, what year did you graduate high school? And that's usually where I'll start the music. So what pop, sure. what pop references in Bluey uh, do you, I mean, any specific, anything specific in Bluey that, that pops out at you? Like when they're saying some uh, kind of a joke? Not, not as much as you would think there, there's just kind of the general like corny mom and dad vibe. What, what we like so much about it is uh, that the, it doesn't hit you over the head with the, with these things, but like the fact that the parents are smart and they know what to do with their kids. Um, but they're also really fun and they like to play with them. So, but they, but they do, I mean, pretty much every show that we regularly want to watch with Cora, um, that's our daughter, um, would, uh, would have something like occasionally they just drop a little snippet. So like for me, the, the, the things that I like in any show, I, I came up and, and everyone can just please forgive me for this. But I, I was a teenager. I was just the right age when the, when the prequel star Wars movies were coming out. And so they were kind of made for me. Yes. <laughs> and so those are, those are the things that when I hear, and, and of course I'm a huge star Wars fan from way back too. So like, I, I'm, I love it all. But so anytime I hear a little reference to something sci-fi or something pop culture uh, from that, sort of milieu if you will that's that always sort of perks up my ears rich i mean you're you're playing the song that people did not uh, did not know the words to when those movies came out they were not made for the people that watched the star wars movie back in 77 i was right. one of those people i was uh, eight years old when it came out it blew my mm -hmm. mind but the first the next three movies episode one episode two episode three were made for the people of that generation you got to know that. And if you're right. as big of a fan as I was, or I am, you're going to appreciate them. I, I like Jar Jar Binks. <gasps> there, I said it. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like I was 12 when episode one came out. Like that was, I was the perfect age for, for that new trilogy. So yeah, that maybe he doesn't have much to do with our podcast, but it has a lot to do with me. <laughs> no, and I want to delve into you, man. I mean, it's yeah. a, Rich, you, there's a reason that you came up with the cartoons. Maybe it was because mm -hmm. you, you became a dad or you grew up with cartoons. What, what cartoons mm -hmm. did you grow up on in the 2000s? I mean, I know I had He-Man and G.I. Joe, uh, you know, but what, what was going on in, two, in, in the mid-2000s? Or I guess when you were growing sort up, maybe it would have been 90s. Yeah. yeah, 
nineties. What what cartoons were going going on back then? So back then it was a lot of the Nickelodeon, like now kind of classics like Rugrats and Rocco's Modern Life and um let's see, what were some of the gosh like Power Rangers was right in there. That's not a cartoon, but that was like, I was the right, again, the perfect age for, for Power Rangers when it was coming back on the scene. Um, those were, those were the big ones. Uh, Doug uh, again on Nickelodeon, all those Nickelodeon shows. And then when, um, when Disney channel started doing their Disney channel original movies, which is also in the mid to late nineties, um, all those early ones like there, and we did a, a review on this one, uh, Brink, I think was the very first one, which is about a kid doing rollerblading. And that was just, it was quintessential nineties. Man, you kids today, back in my day, all we had was <laughs> Sunday night with the Disney. All we had is one movie, right. movie of the week. And we all stayed up and, and gathered around our large 19 inch screen TV. And if you yeah. were lucky, it was <laughs> color, not black and white. No, really. And I, I feel like I'm getting older, man. And, and, and I'm remembering things and, and I'm so happy to be growing up in this time because I've seen so many changes, man. And I, mm-hmm. I, I, I realize that every generation goes through changes. Uh, you know, I'm born in 69, grew up in the seventies and the eighties. And, and I have my, uh, pop culture. I guess this, I guess is about the age of your parents. Hey, I could be your dad. No, but I guess, I, you know, with the things I love are the things that, that your parents grew up on, but you mm-hmm. grew up on, on different things and you don't have to stick to the cartoons. What were the pop culture yeah. things that, that, you know, uh, got you excited, got you thrilled? Oh gosh. I, I was such a weird kid. <laughs> Everybody's a weird I, kid, man. Yeah. I, I was, I was, I was pretty weird, but I mean, it was, it was that kind of stuff. I got, as soon as I started getting sort of thinking about the late nineties and the early two thousands, um, that's right around the birth of like the, the superhero movie genre as we know it now. Um, and so I was big into that and that spun off into a lot of the sort of Saturday morning shows that, and this is maybe partly how it was weird because because I was like a senior in high school, still watching Saturday morning cartoons. Like I get up, I get up and watch, I get up and watch the new X, the X-Men evolution, uh, cartoon when it came out on Saturdays, um, and things like that. I also remember the show. What was that called? There was a show that was like a futuristic Western. It was called Briscoe County Jr. That's his, that was what it was called. It was this weird show that was like semi sci-fi, semi Western. Bruce Campbell in that one? I think so. Actually, the Chin Man. If Chins can yeah. kill, he's my hero, man. It, it, you know, um, and I knew him from oh uh, yeah when uh, when uh, Evil Dead first came out. That's uh-huh. eighty one. That's my time, man. Right. Evil Dead <laughs> changed my life, man. Oh my gosh, Ash. Oh yes. Now you're, I mean, and then, you know, he's done so much since then. And Briscoe County Jr. had to be, see there. It's like Tim Curry. It's like different, different uh, actors that have had staying power throughout the years. Uh, If you like Tim Curry, do you like him from Rocky Horror? Do you like him from Clue? Do you like him from, you know, different, you know, different people in different genres like him from different things. And, and Bruce Campbell is now is one of those people that through the years, he's had a, a, a longevity in his career. And here, you know, him from Briscoe County jr. Have you ever seen the evil dead or any of that? Oh, sure. The incarnations of it. Sure. One, two, three, and even Ash versus evil dead or what, what is it? Yeah. 
it, I haven't, I, I haven't been as into that series personally, not because I don't think I would like it. Just it's one of those things that I haven't gotten around to, <laughs> to be honest. But that, I mean, that kind of thing's right down my alley. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. Fantastic. I mean, but all right. So pop culture, you love it, mm-hmm. you know, and then rich you, I mean, I, I have a wife that is behind the scenes. She will help me make all my posters. She'll help me make my logos but she'll never get on camera with me, man. She'll never get on a podcast with me. I, I've asked her, you know, and I've, I think, well, I'm trying to convince her. I think we might be able to, but I don't know if she wants to get on camera with me, kind of like we are, because I'll put this out as an audio podcast and I'll also put it out as a, a video podcast. But, okay. uh, you know, uh, but I mean, you uh, you hit the the jackpot, man. You you get to podcast <laughs> with, it was you're married to her, your wife? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. How long you, have you been married? We have been married. Uh, it was 10 years in May. Congratulations, uh, man. Mazel tov. Thanks, man. That's beautiful. <laughs> uh, made, the, made the honeymoon never end. No, That's and, right. <laughs> and, and has she always been into cartoons and, you know, that the same kind of pop culture? Are you very similar or do you have uh, different ideas? I, I'm sorry I haven't listened to all your podcasts. I did no, download it's right. it. It's in my feed and I will be yeah. uh, uh, perusing it. All week, I get to listen to about eight to ten hours of podcasts while I'm driving around. So I'm that guy. Ooh, lucky you. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we're actually really different when it comes to our sort of uh, cultural background because when she was coming up, um, they didn't have cable. They didn't have any any of that stuff. They lived for a long time with her grandparents. Um, and so, and her and her grandparents introduced her to a lot of classic movies. Like, um, and so, so what would she, you consider she classic? has a lot more. Sorry, what would you consider classic? So she she came up like as a kid watching like Casablanca with her grandfather, um, and movies like that. But also a lot of like old B movies. Um, th- they watched a lot of those. And so she has this, this encyclopedic knowledge of all these movies. I some of them I haven't even heard of. Um, that that are from the like fifties, sixties, uh, around there. And then once we got to what we met in college and then from college on pretty much everything pop culture related, we're on the same page with, but, but before we met each other, I was like, I knew pretty much everything that was current and she knew almost everything that was 20, 30, 40 years before that. That makes for a good relationship, Rich. And yeah. your wife and my wife would get along very well. Because we go yeah. through, uh, you know, what movie do you want to watch? And usually our movie days are, are Saturday during the day or Sunday. I call that lazy Sunday when I get to spend <laughs> the whole day with the fam. And she'll pick out a movie, not Plan 9 from Outer Space, because that's a, a pretty popular one. But she'll, like, Amazons meet the the women on the moon, you know, which I love. I, I know I'm kind of yeah. paraphrasing Amazon Women on the Moon, which is a great movie. But, uh, no, there's uh, she'll pick out the movies from the 50s. These uh, B movies, uh, Bridget Bardot st- type stuff, love it, love it, man. Mm-hmm. When she picks, when she picks movies, it's great, man. Uh, me, I'm gonna pick a superhero movie. Eh, right. You know, I, I'm watching the Arrowverse, <laughs> and I know Arrow just ended, man. I feel bad about that, man. You know, but it, I don't have uh, cable myself. Um, I have uh, st- streaming, so I'm sure. always like a year behind. So we're currently uh, watching the Flash and the the Legends and. And the uh, Supergirl. And I like, well, should I spoil it? All right. Spoiler in 30 seconds or for, for 30 seconds. Stop listening. Uh, <laughs> have you seen the Arrowverse? Have you seen it recently? I'm familiar with it, but I'm not up to date on it. Ah, okay. But it's fine. Go ahead I won't spoil, spoil it. it. No, I'm not doing it. 
not no, doing no, please it. go ahead. No, no, because they had Crisis. <laughs> Have you been up to, to Crisis on Infinite Earth? Oh, I, yeah, I, I know what I know what Crisis on Infinite Earth is. I know what's sort of what's going down with it. Yeah. All right, man, and they consolidated it all. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, yeah. I, we're currently in that, and she's kind of into it, but not as much as I am. You know, she yeah. would rather see something a little more classic. You know, classic. She has uh, parents that are uh, uh, a, a little bit old. Well a little bit older than, than mine. So she would, she would have been watching those movies as well. Casablanca and, and, uh, well, I guess her dad's into the Godfather and Westerns and that kind of thing. <laughs> but, uh, man, I, I mean, it seems I, I love digging into to people's ideas and, and how you became who you are. So in school, uh, did you, did you find that group of friends that, that liked the same things that were into the, the comics and the book and the, and the, you know, whatever you were into, Rich? Yeah, so I had sort of two groups of friends in college. I had sort of a small group that were like my dorm friends. And we so we like, we lived together. We were different ones of us were roommates throughout the years, three or four of us, um, that all were sort of into the more movie culture. So we were, we, we did this thing. We had a, um, uh, this movie shop or actually it was a used like movie and music and comic shop and, and you could buy like VHS and stuff in there. And so what we would do is buy stacks of VHS for 20 bucks and we'd take them and we watch through them all. And then we'd take them back and we'd trade them and we'd usually get about half of our money back. And then we put another $10 on top of that and get another stack of VHS. And we just watched like, terrible move, but like it was all we're like have we seen these <laughs> no we haven't so we'd watch through those and then on the other side so uh i was a i was a music major uh, in college and so on the other side i had my music department friends and we were all listening to both like because of assignments also because we liked it we were listening to a lot of like opera and jazz uh but then when we would get together we'd like play cards and str- and just uh shuffle songs from disney movies <laughs> it, so we were like across the spectrum no I, man i wish i yeah. would have taken music in school i mean that's one uh, group of people that i would have really enjoyed being with i i was the guy that played the music all through high all through high school i was the guy hey bring your records over and your record player and i was the dj i was the school dj mm-hmm. and then shortly after high school uh, i became the dj on the radio you know right in 1986 sure. i graduated and I, I went over to the local college radio and took a class. And uh, and then I, I, I went and I did a wedding in 1986. So, uh, you know, that's when I went pro. But I never got the I never got the inkling or the I never got pushed in that direction to where I could play uh, instruments. Thankfully, my 14 year old, she could play piano. She's wonderful. I have mm-hmm. three guitars in my closet right over there. And uh, I, I can't I can play three chords, maybe. You know, right. <laughs> but, but I mean, what did you do with your music? Uh, what have you done? So uh, I was a, I was actually, I was a music education major. Uh, so I had to like become proficient in piano and stuff like that. But my focus was voice. Um, and then I, once I graduated, I was a, a band and chorus teacher for a couple of years. And unfortunately where I was at the time, they downsized and I was new, new blood. So I got sort of cut out. Um, and for a long time, I didn't have a, an, a musical outlet, uh, Currently, I, I, I sing with a chapter of the Barbershop Harmony Society, um, which does like barbershop quartet style music um, here. It's headquartered in Nashville. So we're, we have a chapter in Nashville, but also the, the international headquarters of that organization's in Nashville. And that's where I work. So 
So I get, I'm, I'm barbershop quartet music pretty much 24 seven now <laughs> in Nashville, Tennessee. Oh yeah. I think this is the second. Well, okay. This is the second podcast in one week that I've had with people from Nashville, man, that is, oh, okay. that is the place to be. That is music central, uh, you know, and I, mm-hmm. I've always wanted to be a ragtime gal, <laughs> you know, so <laughs> That's I, right. I, I, man, I, I love it when they come up with that, you know, the ragtime gals and, mm-hmm. and they start singing quartets or Oh man. And so what, what part are you playing? I, I see you have the beard and traditionally the guy with the beard. Well, it used to be the guy with the beard was the deepest voice. And then they kind of flipped it. The guy with the beard had the <laughs> highest voice. So where do you fall in and all that? So in the, so in the chorus in the chapter, uh, I sing lead, which is the, the sort of middle tenor voice, but it sings the melody. Um, and then in a quartet that I'm in as well, I go between lead and tenor. We swap, uh, off. So I'm, I'm one of the higher voices. Oh, that's fantastic, man. I'm so jealous. Uh, now what's the name of the, the quartet that you're in? Uh, the quartet that I'm in is called B list. And the, uh, the, the name of the chapter chorus that we sing with is called the music city chorus. So where can we find them? Is, are they online? Uh, do they have videos yeah, we're both, up? We're, we're both on Facebook. So if you search music city chorus or B list, it's B dash lists. Uh, you'll find us. And you're gigging with all that. I mean, at least before coronavirus, but <laughs> right. have you been, gig- right. how long have you been doing the, uh, the singing, uh, you know, uh, professionally, I guess. Yeah. So, um, I've been with the chorus now since 2014. Uh, I'm actually the chapter president as well. So I'm, I'm sort of ha- working on the, the administrative side with that. Uh, so I've been with them since 2014. The quartet's been together for a couple of years. And actually, even though with coronavirus going on, uh, we have been able to do, we just recently did, uh, a gig for, uh, a lady throwing a, uh, an anniversary party for her parents. And we sort of just made sure we were good and far apart from them. Um, and we sang four or five songs for them. And it was, a, it was great. Uh, oh. The chorus is meeting on zoom right now. So we, we don't even get to get together to sing, but uh, we're still meeting to sort of work through some music that we're hoping to have learned when we get back together. Oh, that's fantastic, man. And yeah, I just started gigging uh, again. I do uh, karaoke shows, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I don't know. How, okay. Real musicians, do they like karaoke? Do they not like karaoke? And I've had both sides, you know, so I'd have to ask your opinion. Have you ever done karaoke? Are you that guy? I'm not a karaoke guy. I, it's not, it's not because I have anything against it. One is I don't, I haven't found myself in a position to do karaoke. A lot of times I don't find for whatever reason, I just haven't found myself there. Um, but we do actually in the barbershop quartet community, uh, we actually do something similar to karaoke. Um, we have a standard set of songs that like, we all kind of know different stuff, but there's a core set of 10 to 12 songs that we all know. And usually, you know, one, two, three are all the parts to it. And so when we're like conventions and there are two or three or four conventions a year, um, you get together and they, and it's like, Hey, we need a lead over here for this song. And then you come in you stand a little quartet and then you're basically doing barbershop karaoke at that point that is <laughs> with cool. three other guys, you, with three other guys or girls you've never met before. So um, is this you like in a jam session? Cause I know, our local musicians on Sunday nights over at TC's here in Conway, Arkansas, will have a. Uh, if you go to the the Sunday night jam, you'll see a guitarist from this band and a drummer from this band and a and a singer from that band. And is it different quartets that you're using different people, or is this people off the streets? It, 
Yeah, it's even less formal than that. It's it's all people who are there for whatever the thing. So we have like competition conventions, um, both locally sort of in districts throughout the country. Uh, but then we have a big one every year for our international community. Uh, they come and we all meet in one city somewhere in the U.S. Um, and what happens is every night uh, after all the stuff is done, probably someone goes and grabs a drink. And we're all in the hotel lobby and you're just wandering around waiting for someone to go, Hey, we need, we need someone over here. And so it's, it's like a giant mixer almost of (laughs) you're just sort of hanging out with your buddies until someone says, Hey, we need a singer. And then you're like, I gotta go do this. And you run over and you sing and you come back and you meet new people. So it's a really cool community. Uh, But yeah, it's like I said, it's even less formal. It's just a big bunch of, singing nerds hanging out together and that sounds like a blast rich i mean i can imagine can you i mean with a a quartet can you busk uh do you can i find you on broadway one of these days uh just walking down the street (laughs) with your with your three buds just uh, quartet in a way is that something Um, you do that's not something that we currently do it's tricky because you you still have to have like a a performer license to do that kind of thing it's at least in nashville um but occasionally our for work um we haven't again done this lately but occasionally because it's music city uh the you know nashville is music city usa um we have on a couple of occasions walked around town and like stopped and be like hey we're the proper shop army society can we sing you a song and then we'll put together a quick quartet and sing and sing together and hand out a pamphlet about information because we want more people to know about it. Um, we, we bar, the barbershop community thinks of ourselves as the the uh, best kept secret in in uh, the sort of choral singing community. Uh, not a lot of people know we exist, and, and that's a shame. Man, I definitely want to know more about that. That is fantastic. And you're in the right place, man. Music City mm-hmm. for sure. I mean, uh, a couple last week I talked to these uh this this the couple, um uh, a, a man and a woman who are, are with Nashville Entertainment Weekly and they do oh. you know, they they promote uh people not just in Nashville but all over the world and they just started this is something brand new for me. I have this Radio What page that has quite a few fans on it. And I had a, a musician ask me if she could take over my page. And I said, what is that? And she says, oh, you give me editor rights and I'll go live from my living room and just play, play some music. And the advantage to, you know, she'll put up a, she put up a, a virtual tip jar, I guess. The advantage mm-hmm. of that was she potentially gets my new three, you know, my, my listeners off my page and then I get content. Is that something you've ever done? I mean, do you do some live things on your Facebook page or, or things like that? That's not something that we've done, but that sounds extremely interesting. <laughs> it is, man. You take yeah. over a page. And I've never heard of it before a month ago. And then now if you look at my Radio What uh, Facebook page, there's videos of random people just singing their songs, duets and solo artists, guitarists, pianos. A uh, lady with a microphone and and you know some background backing music and just you know all ages as well. Uh, people that are that have been singing since they were very small and some that are just restarting their careers after their families have come up. So man, it's never too late. It's never definitely never too late. But have you been singing since you were young? Was that something that you did in school? Yeah. So I I um. When I was little, little, I was always singing. My parents uh, had these cassettes of like old gospel quartets and trios that we play on like uh, 
on road trips. And so I, that's, that was sort of the beginning of, of me singing. Uh, and then in high school and all through college. So I, I started playing, uh, in like a wind in the wind band, uh, when I was like in fifth grade and I played, uh, the baritone horn, which is like a little tuba. Um, I played that my entire school career. So fifth grade, all the way through the end of college. And then I started singing in choruses in high school and have never stopped. So rich for, uh, uh, favorite uh, gospel song that you sang uh, growing up? Oh, man. Um, or name a few. There was, you don't have to be the favorite one. Yeah, there was this, um, oh, what was it called? There was this song that, uh, that a group called, whose name was Acapella. Um, Original name. They did, yeah. <laughs> they, did this, uh, they did this song called uh, Give Me Water from the Well. And that was sort of a slow jam. That was a song I always, I always love singing along to. Uh, they also did this song that was just called the Law Song, and it was literally just them sort of jamming on la 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 la. Um, that, that I would always like rewind it. Let's sing that one again in the car. Um, and then later on, there's uh, there's a there's an old one that that a lot of groups do. I think it was made famous by. Um, Oh man, I'm gonna forget their name. Oh, I can't remember. I can't oh, remember. We'll remember in a couple there's of a minutes. Yeah. But there's a um, there's an old song called "Roll Jordan Roll," uh, that was a that was a favorite as well. And I, I I like "I'll Fly Away," but then you know, of course, oh I yeah, watched, "I'll Fly Away," yeah, yeah. Classic. I, I watched "Oh Brother Where Art Thou," and I, that really <laughs> solidified it for me. But oh, man, sure. I mean, that's got to be a great memory for you and your grandparents. Just driving around, singing some songs. Uh, how mm-hmm. did how did the, you make them feel? Were they were they as, as happy as can be, having a little rich in the back in the back seat singing? Yeah, it was. I mean, that was a whole family tradition. So like, it was it was always a. We never had a quiet road trip, <laughs> but that was good. And I mean, that's how we, that's how my sister and I both learned to sing. Um, and she'd sing, she learned to sing the the melody. She'd sing the soprano. My dad would sing bass. I'm singing alto. I'm singing tenor. And we just jam it out in the car. So. Oh, you were better than the Griswold. Mark. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's fantastic. Yeah. Cause you know, the kids in the back wouldn't sing. They just put their headphones right. on and started to rock out and saying it did something else but man that well that's got to be great to to bring the family unit together have you ever sang with your sister out in the streets no that's not something that she's into right now um it's something i'd love for her to to want to do more she's just her life is is totally different she's a graphic designer and and stay at home slash stay at home mom so she's like doing she's doing it all so um yeah Oh, living the dream, man. That's that's, that's right. one thing that I, I I have my wife. She stays at home as well. She homeschools mm-hmm. the kid and, and whatever work she needs to do, she does it from home. And that's fantastic. I, I like that. I like that dynamic. Uh, good on your sister. But, I mean, I, some people my, would say I was old, old fashioned, you know, they, <laughs> oh, the, the wife's at home, you know, but no, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was just to say, but my wife does. So my wife uh, sings and there's a. It, there's several different groups in the Nashville area. So I'm in a men's group. She's in the women's group. It's sort of our sister group. And so she sings with, with the girls on Monday night. And I sing with the boys on Tuesday night. Um, and we've done a couple of little projects together during the uh, quarantine time. So we have got to sing together a little bit. Man, Rich, that could almost be a metaphor. Oh, yeah. He's out singing with the boys on Tuesday night. Oh, yeah. Having a few, right? No, no. You're really <laughs> singing with the boys. No. What's the name of her group? Shout it out. Uh, 
So her name, her group is called the Toontown Show Chorus. <laughs> so we're so we're Music City in their Toontown. That's cool. <laughs> well, that and that goes right back to cartoons, man. Yeah. You know, I know it's probably oh, yeah. spelled spelled <laughs> yeah. a different way, but here we go back to the tunes, sure. man. And we brought it all the way back around. So, man, so you had your group of friends. I uh, you you grew up in Nashville. Uh, partly I, I was born in Nashville and spent a lot of my childhood here, uh, lived several years in New Hampshire because of a move that my dad had to make for his job. Um, and so that's actually when I got into, that's when I started singing in courses was when we moved to New Hampshire. Um, and then I came back to Nashville for school and we've been here ever since. Yeah. What else are you going to do in New Hampshire? <laughs> no, it, it, but so what? What did your dad do that he had to cruise back, uh, cruise up to New Hampshire? Um, he just he the the company that he worked for uh, here in Nashville uh, was I think it was it was in I don't remember if it was in bad shape or what, but like his boss just took a job up there and they were looking for that was going to be an improvement for him, and then he's like, hey, I'm going to be the CFO of this company. We need a we need a chief accounting officer. You you want to come up? And he's like, uh, yeah. So <laughs> so we he, it was a big improvement for him and sort of an adventure which we hadn't gotten to take yet. So that's good. I mean, you've seen you've seen how it is in the south and you've seen how it is in the north. That's got to give you <laughs> perspective. You know, I'm born and raised in Miami in the Florida Keys. That's where Keys Dan came from. And then at 40 years old, my wife says, "Hey, c- can we move back near my mom and dad that just retired?" And I went. Okay, I'll start my life over for you because I love you, honey. And, and, you know, that's right. what you do. But, okay, so we're, you met the wife in college. Where did you go to college at? Uh, went to, uh, we went to Lipscomb University. Where's that? Which is a, which it's, it's in Nashville. It's a private Christian uh, school. How about that? So grew up yeah. Christian. You still got those that, that faith based uh, behind you. Uh, so that's got to be telling, too. That's got to uh, uh, keep your soul in check I and mean, there's some things that you won't say some things that you won't do you, you put limits on your on yourself to keep your soul uh safe i guess or i mean what what do you yeah, think about that we so we we're we're probably weird i mean not weird we're 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 somewhat more modern quote unquote we're <laughs> so we don't put a we don't put a lot of stress on ourselves about um not living up to some sort of expectation right um, nobody but could. We were both, yeah. So we were, I mean, we were both raised in, in really solid families. We both have, both of our parents, our parents stayed together that whole time. And we, and we, we consider ourselves to be extremely fortunate in that way. Um, and so it's just that we've had a lot of, we've had a lot of good examples through our lives, but that doesn't mean we don't, you know, say we don't, we don't swear from time to time or we don't take a drink or something, but we do, but it has informed to a degree our, uh, the way that we handle, that we go about our podcast. Um, we, because I mean, it it might go without saying that we, because we review kids shows that that's not an explicit show, but that's pretty rare. I found in the podcast community, uh, we're, we're friends with a bunch of other podcasters like through Twitter and we've, we've talked about doing these sort of crossover things with these other shows and they're like, okay, well let's make sure like who in here is explicit and who's not. And everyone's like, we're explicit. We don't care. Do whatever you want. We're talking about beer. We're talking about, you know, we're talking about sex. We're talking about drugs. And we're like, we review kids shows and we don't swear. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, like- I, I find that too. I'm listening to podcasts all the time and I listen with my, uh, my little earpiece because mm-hmm. I don't want to, uh, to subject anybody to anything that they, they don't want to hear. And, but my podcast, not explicit. 
You'll notice yeah. I haven't cursed once. I, I haven't had a need to. It, you know, when I was a, a kid, you know, yes, you learn all the curse words when you're a kid, you know, and you think, ooh, you're all big and bad just because you say these things. But those words, they got, they have connotations. They got feelings behind them. When you say those words to somebody, it hurts their feelings. And I, I just don't want to do that. I don't want to hurt anybody. You know, well, I, if I could do that. And simply. It's part of, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, there. go ahead, please. Uh, it, it's, it's one of those things like when we started, something we talked about that Natalie especially wanted, because this is how she, we listened to, we already listened to a lot of podcasts. And one of the ways that she would do it is like she's in the kitchen working on something and she'll just put her phone out, no headphones, and listen to a podcast. And when Cora was little, she could listen to whatever she wanted. And a bunch of the shows we listen to are explicit. And by the way, that's great. Like we don't care that. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> going to limit anybody. Yeah. 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 Um, but the the thing was that when she when Cora got about two and a half, she started hearing what they were saying and she started saying some of those things back to us. And we were and we were like, okay, we're gonna have to be a little bit more careful about what we're listening to. But when we started the podcast, which we just started uh, in November of last year, uh-huh. um, we she was like, we should have a show that a mom or a dad could listen to out loud in front of their kids. It doesn't have to be for the kids. But we, but it should be something that they feel safe listening to around their family. Yeah, I wonder so about that when I when I put this up on YouTube a little bit later, and it will be up to uh, tonight, probably out down by the morning. But when I put this up, there's that little. Now the YouTube's got the thing: is this for kids or is it not for kids? Well, there's right. no cursing in it, but no, it's not necessarily for kids. So no, it's not for kids. I didn't make a right. cartoon show like you did. Not suitable for adults, you know, but, but I mean, when you put it up on YouTube or do do you put it up on YouTube as well? Uh, We, we, we distribute that through our, so Spreaker is our distributor and they just put up like a, a a graphic and with the audio playing behind it. So it's on YouTube, but it's not a, it's not a, we don't stream, we don't like record ourselves and put that up. Yeah. I just started doing this this year, all last year. And I just started my podcast and, and well, officially February 23rd, I think was the first one of last year. And I'm, I'm up over 220 episodes. And I know that, you know, it, and, but I just started doing, uh, I got this broadcast interface. So uh, when I point this way, I'm pointing at you and oh, under, okay. yeah. underneath <laughs> your name, underneath your face, it has rich, not suitable for adults podcast. That way, you know, whatever we're talking about, people know that's who you are. That's where to find you. And, you know, man, I'm glad that I'm digging into your, your life, man, and and, and who you are and how you became interested in this. So what, I mean, what was the, the first inkling you're listening to podcast? Was that you you said, I could do this. Now, what's my podcast going to be about? Is that what you were doing pretty much? Uh, There were sort of two catalysts uh, starting a podcast. Um, One is, and we, we joke about that eventually these these podcasters are going to are going to find out that we're always talking about them and think we're obsessed with them um there's a so there's a family uh called them and they're the McElroys, which if you so they do a show called my brother my brother and me and they have a bunch of spinoff shows i have three brothers and they have a bunch of spinoff shows with their each of their wives so each each of the brothers and his wife have their own show and they have a show with their father called the adventure zone which is an actual play uh D podcast um and so we listen to most of their stuff and what we love about that is that it's um it's these couples who are best friends who found something that they uh, like talking about together 
and talk about different things. So like one of those couples talks about uh, the wife is, is a doctor uh, that shows called Sawbones and they talk about medical history. And in one of them, they talk about sort of the history of manners that shows called Schmanners. And one, they just talk about stuff that makes you smile and that shows called wonderful. And we're like, that is great. We would, so if we could find something like that, we'd love to do that someday. And then one day we were sitting around just sort of riffing on this show that Cora was watching back when she was, you know, three. And uh, we we had it almost down to like a comedy bit where we both knew the beats and we'd tell this story to different people and they would always get a laugh from them. And we're like, this is something we like doing is talking about this show. I wonder if we could, t- like, do we feel like there's enough material that we could do this as a podcast or let's try it. You know, you can set up a podcast for free these days. So yeah. we, 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 we got a cheap microphone that a friend, lo- like one cheap one and another one a friend loaned us. And I figured out how to plug it into my Google Chromebook at the time and run it through Audacity. And we're like, let's just do it. Let's just see what happens. And we got two, three episodes in and we're like, yeah, we could do this every week and talk about a new show that we've watched through the week. And so that's how how it came down. And it's exactly the same thing. It's my wife and I were, were best friends and this is a subject that we like talking about together. Um, so that's sort of what got us going. Rich, you're giving people gems, man. They could start. Uh, a podcast for little, little, very little money. Really, just a, a oh, cell yeah. phone. You can you can do it. It won't sound as good, but once you get into it, you, I mean, you can spend a buku amounts of money. I mean, I got this road, uh, you know, uh, podcast uh, mixing board here, and I'm using a pod mic now. And man, your voice is very soothing. I can listen to you for oh, hours, man. So whatever you got you. it running through, what? What kind of equipment are you running through right now? Um, it, I was going to, well, I was going to say you can like everyone sort of slobbers over the road and all that stuff. But like, we've got a couple of uh, Audio Technica uh, AT 2005s, I think. And we got them because they can be USB or XLR. Um, so like right now I'm on the USB, but when we record, I do, we do both of them XLR through just a little two port uh, uh, interface. I don't even know what the, like a mixing I don't even know board. what the brand is. Like, like a, a yeah. little mixing board. Okay, yeah, yeah the, the nice thing, I had a mixing board, a Yamaha, that was the first thing that I was using, but then when I plugged a phone into it, what I would do was plug a phone and then plug into one of the jacks and it would pop, and the mm-hmm. nice thing about the road is it doesn't pop, it's made you know, to have a phone come through, so if I ever had to do a phone call, which thankfully, due to the, you know, now that I've discovered Skype and, and Zoom right. even, you know, I'm getting video. I get to see your pretty face, man. And, and, and you know, and it's almost like having a conversation face to face, which is much better than than a, a phone conversation. You know, it's that step up. You know, the, the 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 only thing better was if you were in the same room with me. But at least I get to see your facial expressions. We get to bounce off of each other and find you know find out more. That's man. You know, grew, growing up, a, a, okay, New Hampshire. Tell me about mm-hmm. your time in New Hampshire, man. What's the snow like? For me, it feels like it's always winter up there. But, you know, tell me about New Hampshire. It, it is. Um, <laughs> we So when we moved when we moved up there, it was, um, it was actually right at uh, the winter of 99 into 2000. And... <laughs> and we... So it was the... We, we were dealing with the Y2K bug and all that. Um, and so when we moved up there, the first... The winter we moved was fairly mild. Um, but the following winter, we didn't see the ground. We didn't see grass from October until late April. And, and it was always, 
it was it was always at least a foot deep and it it was total it was totally crazy I, it was not something we were used to at all i i loved it i like the cold and so like i loved every second of it but yeah they they joke that they have three seasons in new hampshire they have winter and mud and spring and <laughs> okay and as opposed and to the south it. where it's summer all the time you know right. <laughs> and, and then winter is that two days that that some white stuff hit the ground. I guess in Nashville, uh, there must be a, you know, like maybe one little snowfall. Was there anything this year? I don't think so. Yeah. If, if there was, it didn't stick. Um, and Nashville's funny cause we're in like a, we're in like a river basin. And so the weather goes around Nashville all the time. If you ever, I mean, there's no reason if, if someone's sitting around watching weather happen in the Southeast and you happen to notice this, anytime a system comes through, especially for snow, we'll be sitting like, come on, come on, give us some snow. And it'll be coming us a line like this and they'll go boop, and go right around Nashville because of the little basin we're in Amazing. and then keep on going. <laughs> okay. My mom, you know, and, and my grandma are in Key Largo, the Florida Keys paradise, sure. right? People go down there for fun all the time. Where does she want to move? Just South of Nashville. Yeah, she's got a house there now. <laughs> she's had a house there for quite a few years and they're okay. building a log cabin now. You know, she had oh, cool. a, a small house and then right next to it, they're building this big log cabin. So I'm like, oh, that's so cool. And, but she doesn't want to be in the Florida Keys anymore. And and she, you know, she's moving in your neck of the woods. So I'll probably be heading that way sometime to go visit. But okay, so <laughs> you say that in in New Hampshire there was snow. Did you have any fun in the snow? Besides, I mean, did you have to? I guess you had to shovel snow. But did you have fun in yes. the snow? What, what were the games? I, I would say we had some fun in the snow. Uh, they know. They know how to set up like uh, tubing and stuff like that. Unfortunately, we moved up there a little later than most of the kids learned how to like ski and snowboard. So by the time we we moved up there when we were in middle school, I was in eighth grade. My sister was in sixth, and already every child who lived in New Hampshire knew how to how to do all that. And they like would regularly during the winter months there was a bus that would instead of taking you home would take you to the nearest mountain and you could go skiing for the afternoon and there would be people who were like hey you should come to the mountain with us and we're like we don't know how to ski <laughs> we would not be with you we'd be learning how to ski and falling down yes. and so we didn't learn how to get we didn't get to learn how to do that kind of stuff but um yeah i mean it was cool we we still got to go sort of do tubing stuff like that and the one of the first cars i had was a big sort of four by four old jeep and so i got to drive through the snow a lot and that was fun too did you drag people in the snow because you, you know, kids, kids do crazy things. I, I know when it flooded down in, in uh, Miami, in Kendall, uh, we would uh, whoever had the four by four would drag somebody on a tube uh, down the, the flooded waters. Did you do that on the snow? No, we had we had a little too much sense and a little too much safety on our minds. <laughs> he's reading a good book. That's what he's doing. He's reading a good book. <laughs> I did, though. I did, though, see a, I did see another uh, car, though, one time we were there's so many back roads up there because you're twisting and turning through, through foothills, basically everywhere you live. And there was a, one time I was falling behind this car in this, in this sort of big Jeep and the car in front of me is, it's like a little SUV, but it's not real. It's basically just a car. And it literally was going just a little too fast and started to take a corner and just kept going, just went straight into this person's yard <laughs> and jumped over the jumped the embankment and they were fine they like landed perfectly on their wheels and everything was perfect 
but yeah, the, I mean that, so that kind of thing happened a lot in New Hampshire, but <laughs> yeah, that's what makes the story good. Rich is they all survived. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, when you first started telling the story, it was uh, we moved in the winter of 99. I think you should put some more emphasis on there in the winter yeah. of 99. Yeah. Well, as you get older, that's going to be the story yeah. as it goes. It was the winter of 99 <laughs> and it was dark every day. <laughs> <laughs> Uphill in the snow, both ways. Oh my goodness. All right, at least you have those you have those stories to tell Cora uh, and her yeah. kids uh, in the future coming up. Yeah. Oh, we got to go see Grandpa Rich again. He's going to tell us about that snow thing again. Oh, okay. <laughs> I get it. No, all right. So what what made you move back to Nashville? It was um it was this is a this is a it's a good question. <laughs> okay. Because I because I I don't fully remember to be honest. Um when I got when I was a senior in high school, I was one of the most, I was one of the most musically involved people at my school and I was pretty good and I could have gone to probably any school I wanted to, um, and, and done music for performance for whatever reason, uh, at that time it was, and, and it was, I'm, I'm sure it has to do with my, just our upbringing, kind of going back to that again. The only school I was interested in going to is Lipscomb. Uh, my dad had gone to Lipscomb okay. and I knew a lot of people who had, who had gone that route before. Um, and there was something about the small, uh, the sort of small school and going back home and all of that that just felt right. Um, and so it's weird. Like when I think back now, part of me always goes, why did I do that? Because like it, it it wasn't the it wasn't the it wasn't the obvious choice, um, but it's also the choice I wouldn't change because like I wouldn't have met Natalie if I hadn't if I hadn't moved back down and all that like I wouldn't change a thing about my life at this point. It's just so weird when I think back that eighteen year old me wasn't going I'm gonna be a singing star. Instead, I was like you know I think I want to be a music teacher. I'm gonna move back down south and like <laughs> it was sort of just sort of a weird decision at the time, but one I'm really happy with. Yeah, your dad went to to Lipscomb, so tradition. That's you, right. <laughs> you went to school, man. You went, hey, my dad, it was good enough for my dad. It's good enough mm. for me. It's, man, music teacher. So you're actually a music teacher now? What, what did you end up with that degree? Nope, I'm not. Um, I, I've, I've got that in my pocket, but I, like I said, I work for the Barbershop Harmony Society. Um, so that's and, your job. So, yeah, I actually work for the Barbershop Harmony Society in it. So it, it's weird. So I'm, I, I'm the, I'm in the admin team for the local chapter, but I also work for the headquarters. Um, and, and so I work for their customer service and donor service team over there. And just having a music background is, is sort of the common denominator now. So what kind of, uh, of things do you get into with the, the music, uh, uh, what, what was the name of the, the place that you work for? It's the Barbershop Harmony Society. The Barbershop Harmony Society. Now you work for, <laughs> it's a nationwide or worldwide? It's an international organization. We wow. have chapters in the U.S. and Canada, uh, but we have affiliate organizations around the world. Um, and when we put on our international contest, we host groups from as, from, uh, as many as six to 12 different countries. Is this like nonprofit or for-profit? I mean, I, Yep, it's a 501c3, um, and every chapter is a is a subsidiary 501c3. 
Um, it's uh, we're primarily focused on music education and continuing education because um, a, a lot of our current members are kind of on the older side, but we also provide a lot of resources for music educators in schools. Um, and so we we sort of have this interesting dichotomy of a, of the very young segment of our membership uh, and then an older segment of our membership that have sort of been with us for a while and which is which is cool. And our, our, we're trying to one thing we're trying to do is work with people to sort of make barbershop relevant to people. And it's becoming more relevant. We're actually working. Uh, we've done a lot of work in, in recent years with uh, Deke Sharon, who, if you don't know that name, I don't. excuse me, uh, Deke Sharon is the, is the guy behind movies like pitch perfect um, okay. and the like, and the like world acapella sort of movement. And they, they have their own competitions. Uh, and so we've done a lot of work with him uh, to sort of bring our art form into that spotlight. That's fantastic. How, how long, how many places have you been all over the world? Are you, or are you based primarily in Nashville? So the headquarters is in Nashville. Okay. Um, currently it's been in other places. I've only worked for, for the society since it's been in Nashville. Um, but we do our, we do our uh, conventions every year in a different city in the U S and so like last year, this year was supposed to be in LA and it got canceled. Yeah. Um, but like last year, we, a couple of years ago, we were in Salt Lake city and the year before that we were in, uh, we were in Orlando. And so we, we, we go all over the place, uh, to do that. So being in the administrative staff, do you get to travel or, or are you stuck, uh, stay in Nashville? No, our, our customer service team becomes the like, say the, the onsite ticket sales and, and uh, and attendee services and all that. Fantastic, man. And and then you get to, to work with all these kids and maybe not so kids. Is it people of all ages? Yeah, we we have members. Um, I mean, we have members as extremely young because sometimes uh, families will buy memberships for their for their kids when they join or when excuse me, when they're born. Uh, but we have active members as young as like seven and eight years old and then members as old as 100. Man. So we're we're all across the spectrum. Any stars in the making? Anybody that of uh, uh, that you that you think uh, you know? Whenever you get involved with them, I know you want to be like, oh, everybody's special. But you know, you, you got <laughs> to. I mean, any anybody that you don't have to name them, but anybody that you hear that you go, man, they they got something. There there are a lot of um, yes. I mean, there's um, there's thousands of those. <laughs> um, where the the cool thing about our hobby is we it is an amateur hobby. Um, so, so no one, I mean, there's a handful of people that make some money because they're, they're maybe they, they're a gold medalist champion quartet. And so they make an album and they sell some and, and they do gigs or whatever. Um, but no one makes tons of money doing barbershop or all most, for the most part, we're amateurs. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, the thing is there's tons and tons of people who have amazing voices who could be a star anywhere in the world. I think, um, I'll say like some of the ones I'll call out. There's a there's a couple of folks from a group. There's an acapella group that is sort of affiliated with Disney called Voctive, um, and a couple of their members have been mem high like what we call barber famous. Um, <laughs> um, a couple of their members. If you're familiar with the the Dapper Dans, which are like the the barbershop quartet that wanders around Main Street at Disney, I'm more um, of a fop man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> several several of those guys are are members of the Barbershop Harmony Society. Um so yeah, I mean and there's I guess I'm trying to think back the base of uh Pentatonics 
uh, Avi or the, the former bass, he was affiliated with one of our chapters for a while. I don't know if he ever sang with them or not, but he was, he did some things with them. So we've got these little connections out. <laughs> and, but like I said, we're, we're always trying to grow that. But yeah, I would say there's, I mean, we have thousands, we have something like 1300 registered quartets just in our organization in the U.S., uh, U.S. and Canada. And then we have 800 choruses. Wow. And again, just in the U.S. and Canada, so, so that's thirteen hundred groups all around the world too. That's, that's thirteen hundred times four, and then plus mm-hmm. the choruses. What, what's an average chorus? Uh, how many people? It, it ranges from maybe fifteen to like the the chorus in Nashville. When we perform, we usually have between sixty and eighty guys on stage. <sighs> so, and to, to to conduct those people, to arrange those people, mm-hmm. that, that, I mean, that, that's the the person that that. Okay, you go higher. You say that you know who who's doing the arrangement. Are you involved in any of that, or you have people that that do the arrangement as as well? Yeah, there's people who um, who specialize in arranging barbershop. Barbershop at its core is an arrangement style for 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 music. So it's a lot of people think of it as old timey songs, um, which is true. But also, there's tons of new like current music that is barbershoppable um, that, that we have arrangers making arrangements of that get performed in our contests and concerts all the time. Um, so yeah, there are arrangers that specialize in that. Um, and then like, there's also, <coughs> excuse me. So our chorus lately has sort of specialized in parody and entertainment forward stuff. And so I actually, uh, me and another member of the chorus, who's also one of the guys in my quartet, uh, we write those sets um, so especially if you go out to YouTube and search for the Music City Chorus, you're going to see two things. One is going to be called the Noah Medley, where we did a, we did a medley of like barbershop tunes that we changed the lyrics and did a parody sort of telling the story of Noah's Ark. And then two contests ago in 2018, we did a Star Wars parody set where we all got in Star Wars uh, costumes. Uh, I was involved in, in costuming and writing on that. And again, we, we just took a bunch of tunes that already existed, that, that we, the music already existed, and just changed all the words and mashed them together and, and did this sort of Star Wars mashup parody jam. All right, what were you dressed <laughs> uh, up as? I was dressed as one of the Rebel pilots. Excellent. For, for Star Wars. Yeah. Was, uh, was it Dennis Lawson? <laughs> uh, no, it was, it was one of the, it was uh, actually funny. You should say that we assigned every person in the course, a character. Yeah. So even, so even when we made like, there were 10 guys who were rebel pilots, but every one of them knew which one they were and could go to the movie and go, okay, that's the guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was, I was from the new movies. I was snap Wexley, uh, the guy that, um, that, Oh, the guy from heroes. I can't remember his name right now that he plays. Um, and so, yeah, we, we all knew which character we were. And there were guys like uh, my friend, Eddie, who wrote it with me. He actually played Luke Skywalker and our co our assistant director was actually Leia. He was dressed as princess Leia on stage, um, which is really, really good. That's one of the best moments. Uh, we had a guy do full, who got full makeup and was Darth Maul. It, it looked amazing. The star Wars set is, is absolutely freaking phenomenal looking and a lot of fun. Yeah. And you have a great story to tell, man. You have, it's all in video and you've got memories and, and you've inspired other people. I'm sure uh, doing that. Oh, this is all great, man. I, I never, <laughs> man, I never know what I'm going to get when I talk to people. Yeah. I, I get some good <laughs> stuff here, man. Talking to rich. I appreciate that so much, man. So, uh, I, I mean, how, how do you, I, I guess I've taken a lot of your time. 
Uh, how do you want people to find you? Uh, how many things can I plug? Can I you plug can a plug lot of things? Everything. This is your <laughs> podcast. Okay, cool. So if you want to find our podcast, we're mainly on Twitter at Not For Adults Cast. That's N O T, the number four adults cast. Um, you, we also have a Gmail, same thing. Um, and the show is called Not Suitable for Adults, and we're on pretty much all the major uh, podcast streaming services. Uh, again, to plug my quartet, we're called B List. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. The chorus is called the music city chorus we're also on facebook uh natalie's courses toontown show chorus also on facebook um and you, again look for us on on youtube as well uh both the chorus and the quartet we're, we're both we both have some stuff on youtube and finally if you're interested in learning more about the barbershop harmony society you can go to barbershop.org and we have chapters all over the U.S. and Canada. So if you're interested in uh, just being a hobbyist singer, you do not have to be a professional by any means. Uh, head over to barbershop.org. Yeah, for those who have been watching the video and see me concentrating, I almost put my tongue out because uh, I was concentrating. <laughs> I'm writing all these things down so I can put them in the show notes. And so I won't forget, man. That's fantastic. Uh, you know, and. You know, you got a family going. You think little Cora is going to be uh, doing some singing? I hope so. I, she's she's already doing a little bit of singing along to some of the little shows she watched. She's got a good voice, so hope, hopefully. Well, besides uh, Blue, Bluey, besides Bluey, what else are you are you watching with her that you could put up with? Yeah, there there's a handful of shows. Um, she I can't do this for long, but there's a there's a channel called Pink Fong um that that does they're famous for baby shark so when baby shark became big that's that was theirs um but they have a ton of of kids songs that they put little videos to and she knows a few of those that she'll sing along to um but also i've got her i've got her learning uh there's a song i sing to her sometimes when she's trying to go to sleep and she'll say daddy sing me a song and there's a song i sing for the quartet I just sing the melody to her. And then the other day she said, daddy, I'm going to sing you a song. She sang that back to me. And it was really, uh. <laughs> now when you, yeah, when you said that you were, you know, in a barbershop quartet, I thought about acapella and the first, of course, well, one of the first things that popped into my head was pentatonics, love them or hate them. Mm -hmm. Oh, I, I think they're great. I guess I say I love them. jam it or slam it, jam it. <laughs> yeah. So for sure. Very for sure. inspirational. I mean, they, they definitely made, they made it big, uh, put that, that genre into the forefront, uh, you know? Yeah. I actually caught them when they were on the sing off. So when wow. they, when, when they were first, when they were on that show, which was a great show. Um, yeah, I, we actually watched that show the season that they, that they won. And then like the next year it was like, here's the pentatonics again. And man, they just blew up the acapella industry. It's so, it's so cool where, yeah, we're, we're, we're doing everything we can to sort of follow in their footsteps and, and be on their, be on their boot heels. Yeah. You said the bass left, aren't they? They're down to four members now, aren't they? I think that they have, I think they replaced their bass. Oh, okay. So they, so they've got, they've got the, the lead tenor and bass and then the, uh, the soprano and then the beatboxer. I think they're back to five again. Oh, okay. Yeah. It wouldn't, yeah. Make, it wouldn't make sense. We're quadratonics. No, <laughs> no, yeah. but, uh, and, and then musicals, man. Let, I mean, when we, as we're wrapping this up, I want to talk about, you know, some musicals that are you inspired by any, any of those? What, what's your, what are your favorites? Well, as a barbershopper, I couldn't not say the music man. Uh, that's sort of our, that's sort of our bread and butter. <laughs> okay. Um, I, 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 I've also, heard of it, but I'm not familiar with it. What, what is the music man about? Uh, the music man is about this, uh, grifter who comes to, to this little town. Uh, and I think it's Iowa 
and he he comes into town and he he sees this girl that he likes and so he decides he's going to stick around and he he uh pretends to be a uh a music teacher and 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 sort of a and he sort of an inspirational speaker and so he he comes in and he so he's trying to woo this girl while he's also working with these kids in this town and it, and it's cool I'll, I'm gonna spoil it for you because Uh-oh. it's a musical and you know it's gonna end you know it, you know it has a happy ending um the so at the end he actually ends up t- inadvertently teaching these kids how to be a band um and so it it's it's really it's really interesting. If you ever catch the movie of it, there was a sixties version of the, of the musical that was made into a movie. There's a quartet. There's a quartet that, um, that sings some of the parts in the middle and they're supposed to be like the, the town board. Um, but those are actually the, the, the singers in that movie are the Buffalo bills quartet, which are the 1950, I think barbershop harmony society, gold medalist champions. Um, and so, yeah, they're actually members of the barbershop harmony society. So that's uh, been around. How long is, how long has the barbershop harmony society been around? The barbershop harmony society was founded in 1938. Wow. Wow. And and now I have to go, go watch music, man. It's got a lot of. Big stars in it: Robert Preston, Shirley Jones of the Partridge Family, Buddy Hackett. I mean, these uh, there's some yeah, and the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I mean, look mm-hmm. at this, man. This is great, uh, man. But then now, now you got a movie more, on uh, movie on the list for this week. <laughs> and then more modern uh, musicals. Uh, when I was in high school, I was obsessed with Rent. Yeah. Um, and then after that was Wicked, of course, like super basic, but everyone loves Wicked. Uh, Avenue Q was a really big one that I liked a lot. Uh, are you familiar with Avenue Q? No, I've, I've heard of Avenue, it, but I've never, I don't know what it's about. Avenue Q is what if Sesame Street was rated mature. <laughs> Nobody ever told like, me how to get to Sesame Street. And the first record, right. one of the first records I owned was Sesame Street Fever. So you're taking me back, man. But you said, well, if you, well, if you take a wrong turn, you'll end up on Avenue Q and that's where there's all sorts of adult themes happening in that show, okay. but it's all puppets. Um, <laughs> oh, Jim Henson, any, any, did he have any problems with that or what? Uh, I honestly, I don't know. I think that they turned out fine. I think it's, I, I want to say that part of the development of that show was the same guys behind like South Park. Um, that it was one of, I think that was one of their projects. Okay. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and then uh, of course recently Hamilton. Oh my uh, god! Really obsessed with Hamilton. The, uh, I've seen it four times in the last two weeks. It, it's changed right. my life, man. Oh my <laughs> gosh, those songs are. It's like Frozen for big people. It, that right. those songs are stuck in my head over and over. If I if I go da 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 da. Oh, King George stole the show, man. Every <laughs> single time. Ah, oh, yeah. 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 I mean, what's your favorite song out of that? Oh man. It's probably, um, it's, it's honestly that intro song. I think it's just, I think it's just Alexander Hamilton. It's what it's, a, it's an intro song. How does a orphan, but and oh. as soon as that, as soon as that starts, I'm like, yes, this is already banging. I'm with this already. Yeah. <laughs> and then that moment when you're watching, like, I love that, that they put on Disney plus, cause I was never going to be able to get to see it on stage. Me too. It's always super expensive, Same. but that moment when he just appears center stage in that white costume, I'm like, Oh yes. And Lin-Manuel Miranda is such a talented writer and singer. I just love, I love every second of it. Every single second of it. Now. Yeah. That's definitely on the, on the list too. So I have two things to watch uh, music man for the first time. And then Alexander Hamilton again. You know, and, right. but you know, and what I recommend it to people, 
there's two schools of thought. I would recommend it to you if you want those earworms just going through your head for the next week or so. <laughs> yeah. Right. Any of those? Well, I mean, what are your what's your go to song for the quartet? You said you were singing some poppy songs. What what's the songs that you're you're working on right now? And then I well, and then I promise I'll let you go after that. <laughs> No, you're fine. You're fine. Uh, we don't do a lot of poppy songs, okay. although we're 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 in the process of having uh, we're going to have a new song arranged for us. Um, <clears throat> we supported one of there was an arranger that was doing a fundraiser for something, and one of the things he was doing was like over a certain level, he'd do an arrangement for your chorus or quartet, and so we we donated to that. And now he's going to do an arrangement for us, and we had to send him a few songs uh, as possible ones for that, and so we sent him things from like. Wicked, and we sent him, I think, a Weird Al tune because we like to do parody uh, in our quartet a lot. Um, we we personally don't do a ton of of poppy stuff, but um, I would say we do a song uh, by again. This is this is a big throwback, but I don't know if you're familiar with the Smothers Brothers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, sure. So uh, so for the the Smothers Brothers did a, a tune called Mild Man. Mild Man's a sailor. Don't know that one. Um, it's really funny. If you watch some of the old ones, there's some stuff that's problematic for current times. Yeah, they're <laughs> all old ones. Of, just because of when they were, yeah. yeah, just because of when they were coming up. But the, the version of the song we do is from their like 20th anniversary reunion when they came back to CBS. Um, and it's it's all a joke about like, oh, my old man's a sailor. Oh, my old man's an anthropologist. And, and each version of the old my old man gets more and more complicated. And it gets harder and harder to sing as you go. Um, and so we do sort of a, uh, we do sort of a funny, uh, the original version of the song as it was arranged was just the lead would, would sing through, uh, each of these things and it would get more and more impressive. And so we decided, what if we, we rearrange it a little bit. So we all have to sing all of the complicated things when they happen. And so we always get a big reaction on the last one, which is this long, like, well, my old man's a cotton picking, bigger licking chicken plucker. And, and then you have to sing that each and every time. Cause you say, he he wears a cotton picking figure like a chicken parker's uh, collar. He wears a cotton picking figure like a chicken parker's hat. He wears a cotton picking figure like a chicken parker's raincoat. And so you have to do that every single time. And we we get to the end, we take it, and we cotton picking figure like a chicken like a man. And someday, and so, <laughs> and so we by the and so we when we get to that big breath, we always get a big applause because we've all gone through that whole thing. And it's usually it's usually pretty close to right on. <laughs> oh man, I love tongue twisters. I love and and, and yeah, you're, you're right in Hamilton when. When he was, uh, was oh, it, oh and uh, was it Angela? She, uh, she came up with that. Was it Angelica? Angelica. When yeah. she had that, that they counted how many words per per minute she was doing, and it was incredible amount of words. Yeah, when people her can do and that. The, her and in the right in the right hand man song, uh, Lafayette has that one. That one, one section to that, yeah. that I listen, I listen to that on loop and I'm like, I got to learn how to do this because it's, it's, there's so much detail in there. Lofty, lofty goals. All right, Rich, yeah. not suitable for adults podcast amongst other things, man. That's if, right. If you think you're just going in to talk about a podcast, there is so much, there's, there's more layers. People are not just one thing. People are lots of things. Uh, you know, sure. do, do you have guests on your show? Is there just, you and the wife we haven't uh no I'm, I, I lied we have a couple of times um it's usually so far it's been people that we know locally um but we are totally open to doing uh, <laughs> guest spots we just haven't gotten quite around to it yet yeah i mean all it takes is a, a phone or or skype or or zoom and, right. and away you go man you can you the whole world is yours 
and you could talk tunes all day long, man. That's fantastic. And I could have talked to you for all day, man. Your, your voice is so soothing in my ear, man. Oh, yeah. I really appreciate that. I, I kind of hate you. my voice, so I'm glad that it, it, that it soothes someone. Oh, it is clear <laughs> and crisp, and whatever equipment you're using, you don't have to change a, change a thing. Don't go changing to cool. try to please me. I like you just the way you are. <laughs> okay, I usually finish <laughs> these things off with last words for the people. Uh, Rich, I want you to say some last words for the people. It could be some words that you live by, something that you know somebody told you a long time ago that you, it's stuck in your head, or whatever pops in your head at this moment in time. Rich, last words for the people. Yeah, listen, folks, it, whatever you want to do, it's probably easier than you think it is. So if you're looking to start a podcast, it's not as hard as you think it is. If you... I've always wanted to be a singer. Something we believe in the Barbershop Harmony Society is that everyone's a singer. They just don't realize it yet. Um, everyone's got something that they can do in that. And so just, like I said, nothing's as hard as it seems. Just go out and get it. Well, there you have it, party people. Rich from Not Suitable for Adults, the podcast, and other things, man. Look him up at barbershop.org. Uh, look up B-List, look up Music City Chorus, look up his girl on Toontown Show Chorus. Man, I, I'm excited. I'm going to go watch some of those videos and listen to some songs while I'm doing some stuff. Yeah, going to ha have a good time. And he turned me on to the music band, so uh, so I'm going to have to check that out uh, this weekend. And uh, yeah, I got to watch Hamilton again. <laughs> again? Those songs are going to be stuck in my head. <laughs> I look forward to, to watching your videos and I already have your podcast loaded up there, Mr. Rich. I appreciate it so much, man. I thank you so much for being on the podcast and telling me a bit of, of your story of how you are the way you are and why you are the way you are. I appreciate it. All right. Uh, that's it for this edition of what makes you famous. If you would like to tell your story, I encourage you to give me a call at 501-470-6386. Or email info at radiowhat.com. That's it for me. It's Keys Dan, radiowhat.com, djlittlerock.com. Peace. I'm out of here. If you like what you hear, follow What Makes You Famous social media. Use the hashtag What Makes You Famous. Follow on Facebook at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Instagram at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Twitter at Makes Famous. And follow on YouTube at Keys Dan. Leave What Makes You Famous podcast a review and subscribe. Listen to What Makes You Famous podcasts on Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, and almost anywhere you find podcasts. Tell your story on my podcast, What Makes You Famous. Call 501-470-6386 and leave a message to set up a time. You can support What Makes You Famous using the PayPal link, paypal.me forward slash keys dan email info at radio what.com what makes you famous podcast is a production of keys dan enterprises incorporated at keys dan.com thank you for listening radio what the music you want with some great, great quotes in all things it is better to hope than to despair anonymous the music you want radio what.com hey keys dan what you doing? My line. I'm playing the best music by request 
24 hours a day, click on the request tab at the top of RadioWhat.com. RadioWhat.com. <laughs>